Welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast, where we talk about all things related to exercise, regardless of having limitations or not. Our guests provide information, insight, and inspiration to get you moving and keep you going. My name is Wendy Kleinke, and I am your host. So let's get started. Welcome to the Exercise is for Everyone podcast. Today I have a super inspirational guest with us. Shannon Burroughs is going to talk to us about her experience with exercise, how it has helped her, and the role that it has played in her in her life, her career, everything. Shannon, I'm so excited for you to come on and share your story because it is so meaningful. And I really know that there's definitely some people out there who are listening that is going to it's going to hit close to home for them. So welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast. Please say hello and tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. Um, thanks for having me. It's I feel it's very important that, you know, we get this message across about how important exercise is. I mean, realistically, exercise is medicine, right? At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So whether, you know, it comes down to prevention or, you know, even afterwards after some sort of diagnosis or chronic disease. So my name is Shannon Burroughs. I am a breast cancer survivor and also cancer exercise specialist. Um, I'm a fitness professional that took my own journey um, with my breast cancer diagnosis and learned that that was actually my purpose and my passion colliding. So now I realize how important exercise is because, you know, I grew up being an athlete. So I grew up, you know, doing gymnastics and cheerleading and in high school, I did row, so I was on the crew team, the row team, and uh, played tennis. I've always just been very active, um, and you know we have a lot of chronic disease in in my family. So my dad's diabetic, and you know his dad was diabetic, and there's just a lot of things that for me, it was very important that I wanted to make sure that I was going to be the healthiest version of me for, throughout my entire life to avoid any of those things. So, with that being said. Um, I decided to be a personal trainer. I came out of the corporate world and wanting to serve in the corporate world of like wanting to teach people and educate people onto how to grow their business. But then at the same time, I always felt like I wasn't really fulfilled in that corporate world. I really wanted to be able to change people's lives by through fitness, you know, seeing that result of whether it's, you know, mindset or, you know, losing weight or, you know, I've never, you know, I've never been the trainer that's like, let's get hurry up and bulked up. You know, that's, it's more of a lifestyle change um, in my world. So anyway, I really enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, so I I make sure that I exercise and work out every day. I really instill that into my family as well. I have a 12 year old daughter who is an active gymnast. She competes. So kind of runs in the family. don't have a choice, but to be healthy in this household. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Very good. Very good. So exercise has kind of always been a part of your life. How did that, how did that come about? Like when you had cancer, like what did, when you got diagnosed with cancer, like how did exercise impact your life? Because obviously it did. I mean, you became a cancer specialist. So how did that look like when you were, you know, going through the process and when you were really dealing with it, what, what role did exercise play in that? So for me, I was incredibly thankful that when I got diagnosed that I was already into exercise and healthy living and a healthy lifestyle, because that means going into surgery, my recovery is going to be that much greater, you know, that much easier because I didn't have to deal with, you know, being overweight, going into surgery or having, you know, these chronic diseases that, you know, 
you have to kind of think about while you're going into surgery and recovery and treatments and things like that. So for me, being in the fitness world was fantastic. However, I was like, oh my God, how am I going to get back into my own career as a fitness professional after having a double mastectomy? Like, what am I going to do? I don't even know the things that I should and should not be doing. So that's when I was like, okay, well, let's just focus on the moment right here, right now. We're going to go ahead. We're going to get prepared for surgery. So I would advise anybody that ever gets diagnosed with cancer of anything, if you have to go in for surgery or anything, really focus on prevention, doing the things that you can do to avoid getting those diagnoses and, um, you know, making sure you're setting yourself up for success to go into those surgeries so you have a better recovery. Yeah, that's great advice. So you mentioned that you were concerned after coming out of surgery about the things that you should do or shouldn't do. What are those things? Like, what does that look like? Well, that's an excellent question that I really wish most people would think about because um, you cannot just jump right back into a regular exercise regimen or even start a brand new one. It's kind of like being pregnant. They don't really recommend you jumping right into an exercise program as soon as you get pregnant, right? You have to kind of ease into it. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So um, for me, like I said, you know, being able to get through my own journey, my own recovery through exercise and, and fitness was crucial in order for me to get back to my career. But not only that, what if I ended up having a, a cancer patient or survivor come in and I needed to train them? Like I need to know the right things to do. So it's extremely important that you know what the right things to do and not do are because you can't, you know, after, for example, if you have a double mastectomy, you know, your, your, your range of motion, you have, you know, like the rounded shoulders, you know, you have the tight chest and that you, you can't just go start incorporating lifting weights again. You know, you have your muscle imbalances that you need to work on your stretching and, and all that good stuff. So it's really important that you know what you're doing and, and not just jump back into what you think is, you know, your normal routine. Yeah, that's great advice. So when it comes to like, what about like when you're going through it, like, did you go through chemotherapy? Um, thankfully, I was lucky that my cancer was caught early. Um, so the, I did not need to go through chemo or radiation. Um, I ended up having to have a double mastectomy because I did what's called an oncotype test, which gives you your rate of reoccurrence. And mine came up, came back really high at like 56. So I opted for take them. I'm not interested in going through this again. Um, so even though you didn't experience going through chemo and radiation yourself, I'm sure that through your education, you were taught that there's things that you should or should not be doing when people are going through that. Is that right? Yes. So um, there is a lot to be said with, you know, a lot of considerations to put into a plan um, with working with somebody who's going through cancer, whether they're going through their treatments currently or they're in the recovery stages. You know, you really can't even get back into exercising until like six to eight weeks roughly after your last surgery. There's a whole lot of things with like expanders. You're not, you cannot do any exercise for upper body with expanders in. Um, you can't really lift anything. You can't really like wash your hair, for example. Um, so the thing with going through treatment and exercise is it's almost like a catch-22. Like, unfortunately, if somebody's going through chemo or radiation, they get that, you know, the extreme fatigue or, you know, they just don't feel well. But at the end of the day, that's kind of when you really do need somebody to guide you and push you. Because even if it's just walking to, you know, the front door or even to the mailbox, like you just need to get that body moving and going um, to try to get those endorphins running through your body to help you with that recovery. So you can, you know, again, it comes down to mindset. You just got to get your mind in the game and say, Hey, 
I need to do this for me because I need to get better. I need to get myself better. Um, so how does exercise, like how does the movement help you heal? So exercising in general, again, like I said, you know, releases the endorphins and it really helps your mindset and your positivity and just get that blood flowing, you know, get that lymphatic system working. So you can have a speedier and easier recovery. Right. So now you are a cancer specialist. You specialize in helping people who have, who have cancer. Is that right? With exercise? How does yeah, that so look like? How, how do you help the people? Like, how does that look? So what happened is I got diagnosed. And like I said, I wasn't sure how I was going to get back to my own recovery, yet alone be able to help anybody else that I, you know, came in contact with as a, as a client to be able to help them recover. So thankfully I found an organization for the Cancer Exercise Training Institute that I got certified while I was going through recovery. So I was like, well, this is perfect. Like this was literally like Again, my paths crossing where my, you know, my purpose and my passion were colliding. And this, I feel like was my mission is to serve and give back and be able to help, you know, other cancer patients and survivors, because there is nobody else in my area that was doing that. Um, I am certified to work in all cancer realms, but I focus solely on, you know, my niche of breast cancer because I can relate to that. You know, I can't really relate to you know, what it's like going through prostate cancer or, you know, stomach cancer or anything like that. I just, I just can't. So I try to keep it in my, my own wheelhouse, you know, being comfortable with. Um, but there's just so many things to consider in regards to the recovery, because you have, you know, whether you had a double mastectomy or you had a lumpectomy, you had radiation, you had chemo, you had a lap flap, you had a tram flap, like all those different things to consider. So it really comes down to first assessing the client, you know, or the, you know, the customer, the patient, the survivor, um, being able to assess them with all different types of tests, your range of motion, your squat tests, your, you know, finding out what kind of exact surgeries that they had, exactly what kind of treatments they had, what kind of medications they may or may not be on still. Um, and all of that plays a crucial role in planning that program for that client. So it's not really like a, a cookie cutter type program that you can put somebody through maybe down the road in their survivorship, but not really like coming right out of the gate from, you know, treatment and surgeries and whatnot. I can see where that would really need to be individualized and I can see the need and necessity for bringing on a professional with that in mind, because I, I imagine that it really does speed up your recovery in so many ways and get you feeling back good in so many ways, just because we know as exercise professionals, the benefits of it. What would you say to someone who was maybe just diagnosed with breast cancer and is trying to figure out what their next step is going to be like what would be the advice that you would give somebody like to yourself what you know when you were standing in those shoes what would what would you say to them that helped you more than anything um i i truly just want everyone to be the best version of themselves um each and every day so at the end of the day i think you really need to get again your mindset in check first and then do your research out do your research to find out who exactly can help you get to those goals, whether it's trying to get prepared for surgery. Um, and that's, that's a big thing when it comes to range of motion. Like ideally, if I could get to a client when they're first diagnosed, I can do an, an assessment on the range of motion. So we have a gauge to get back to after surgery. So they know where they can get to and possibly even exceed that. So 
unfortunately there are times that, you know, someone finds me after they get diagnosed and they don't know to do the whole range of motion assessment. And that's totally fine. Um, we just kind of go by gauges. I'm assuming that somebody's had, you know, excellent range of motion unless they've had other, you know, health issues or fro frozen shoulders or whatever. Um, and then just try to work on that. I, again, like you don't know what you don't know. You don't know that you're going to end up with rounded shoulders. You don't know that you're going to have tight chest muscles. You don't know that, you know, you have to work on stretching before you can even do any sort of like major workout. And at the end of the day, what you don't know is that you should be doing lymphatic drainages. What is the lymphatic drainage? So that is cancer's best kept secret is lymphedema. So unfortunately what happens is most doctors don't address it or address it in, in depth, I should say, um, in sense of that they need to be you know, cautious of or look out for different signs to look out for. And as a cancer exercise specialist and a fitness professional, like those are major things to look out for. So you always wanna make sure that you're starting off and ending your exercise regimen, workout routine, whatever you wanna call it, with doing um, limb drainage exercises. So you know, the, getting the lymphatic system moving and going to be able to do your proper movements and then be able to end your workout with doing those lymphatic um, exercise drainage, exercise, the lymphatic drainage exercises. <laughs> so I have heard I don't know hardly anything about cancer, so you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong here, but isn't it true that if cancer get, gets into the lymphatic system that it's really a problem, like it, it could be deadly? Is that right? So I feel like you're kind of asking a different question in the sense of it's not a matter of the cancer getting into the lymphatic system. It's about uh, disruption in the lymphatic system, which is why you end up with lymphedema. Does that make sense? So it's swelling produced by the accumulation of lymph fluid in the tissue. Okay. Yes. I think I do know what you're talking about now. Thank you. Thank you for that, cl yeah. that clarity. Um, do you have like a network of people that are cancer specialists? So like you mentioned, you only talk, you only really work with people who have breast cancer, but if, what if somebody came to you and said, Hey, you know, my dad's got stomach cancer and I, I know you don't deal with that, but do you know somebody who can help? Do you have Absolutely. some kind of network that you're? Absolutely. Yeah. There's over thousands of us that are um, certified as cancer exercise specialists. And again, some of them, you know, get the certification just because they want the knowledge for themselves or, you know, maybe a family or loved one got diagnosed and they just wanted to help that one person. Um, but yes, there are, you know, people that specify in certain cancers. There's some that, you know, just pediatric, you know, and some that are across the board, like they don't want to leave anybody out. Um, and realistically, it just comes down to knowing, again, surgeries, treatments, procedures and protocols, things like that. Yeah, that's excellent. So now that you are you doing this full time, is this are all your clients patients? So yes, I do. That's my specialty. That's my niche is to work with cancer patients and survivors. Um, I'm actually extremely passionate about being able to give back in that sense. I feel like I'm very lucky really, and I feel very lucky that I'm in the profession that I'm in. But on the flip side of that, I also now knowing what a need it is, I have now partnered with Cancer Exercise Training Institute because my mission not only is to help breast cancer patients and survivors, but to make sure other trainers and medical professionals can get certified in this as well, because then there's that many more of us out there to be able to help cancer patients and survivors. I mean, the world's huge. So, you know, why narrow it down to just, you know, 
a few thousand. Yeah, that's amazing. So that tell me more about that. Do you want to become certified as a cancer exercise specialist and help change the world? Um, so my just I want to kind of put a little plug in there. My tagline is changing the world one smile at a time. And smile stands for simply making individual lifestyle enhancements. And at the end of the day, that's what life is about, right? Just making individual little lifestyle enhancements, whether that's, you know, you take out cookies for the day or, you know, you, you change your routine and you get up 10 minutes earlier and, you know, walk around the block or something like those, just those little things make those changes to make life that much better. So for me, I want to be able to impact and change the world on a global level, not just, you know, working locally with cancer patients and survivors, but, and that's why it was important for me to be able to try to get this information out to other trainers. So they can work with you know the cancer population because it's so needed, especially with COVID right now. You know, so many people are left at home alone and they don't know what to do. So even if it's just a conversation of, you know, let's walk around the block together, you know, on a FaceTime call or whatever that is. So, and I found a need that there was really a need for other trainers to get certified in that because they sometimes don't even know that they're working with a cancer cancer patient or survivor because they may not mention that. Right. Yeah. And then they don't ask. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, sometimes people don't think that it even applies and it totally does. Like I definitely, like, I know that I have people in my client base that did not tell me that they had cancer, that they were a cancer survivor in the middle of their consult. And I found out later when they were having issues, they're like, well, you know, when I had cancer, I'm like, well, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a big, important detail that you left out. Yeah. And but, you know, this particular woman was very private and just, you know, didn't felt that like it applied and didn't want to, um, didn't want to share. So I, we do have a lot of trainers and fitness professionals that listen to this podcast. So if they wanted to reach out to you and get in touch with you and try to, you know, figure out how to, how do they, how do they get in touch with you? Where do they start? How, how did you get started? Um, so they can go to my website, shannonbros.com. Um, and I'm happy to hop on the phone and chat with anybody about, you know, any questions that they may have in order to get certified. Um, and, and just go from there. I mean, realistically the it's endless from there. I mean, you just, you open up your door to so many different clients that you can work with. They can come right to my website, shannonbros.com. Um, I like to call it where I coach the coaches and basically I want, everybody to come and be involved to be able to help change the world in cancer in cancer patients. So please come visit my website, shannonbros.com. I will give you all the information that you need um, to get certified. You can do it as a home study or you can do it with us um, through modules in a, in a live setting. So there are different options for you. Um, and not only that, we have the next step where I teach you how to actually build your business and go out there and work with the cancer patients and survivors and be able to bridge that gap between the medical and fitness community. Realistically, you know, to be a certified personal trainer is ideal. You know, you don't have to be, you could be teaching, you know, yoga and you can implement, you know, yoga for cancer, like Pilates for cancer, like they're all out there. Um, it's fantastic. But another bonus, FYI, you can get CEUs. Do you see this? potentially like moving into rehab rehab centers or moving right into a hospital setting like do you see that kind of need coming about in future years well and that's the big thing that the whole mission is to try to build that you know bridge that gap between medical and fitness because at the end of the day you know exercise is medicine like i mentioned earlier and you want to be healthy and 
you know, preventing chronic diseases and, and cancers and so on and so forth. But then on the flip side, and unfortunately, this is what happens, a cancer patient or survivor, you know, comes out of, or cancer patient comes out of their treatment and they don't know what to do. The doctor says, yeah, you're good. You're good to go. You can exercise. You're like, okay, but what do I do? You know, what can I do? What can I not do? They don't tell them that because they don't go to school for exercise or nutrition or things like that. So it is, we are definitely needed. We are, we, there's definitely some cancer exercise programs, at least I know here in Florida um, that are, you know, within the hospitals, but it's an excellent way to bridge that gap, you know? Yeah. You know, I think that what you're talking about is really important and you're right. Like doctors don't go to school specifically for exercise and the body is very complicated and they're going and learning about something totally different. Just like, no, somebody's not going to ask me, well, how about some brain exercises? I, I know muscles, right? <laughs> like that's just me, you know, but yeah. you don't expect people to know everything, but sometimes people expect their doctor to know everything. So I think it's really an important message that you're getting out there that we have knowledge that some doctors don't have, right? And you're, you've, you've got a specialized education, not just in exercise and not in just how the body works with exercise, but how exercise applies to cancer. So I do agree with you a thousand percent that it's definitely needed. Why would you want to work with a specialist? I mean, we're talking about all the reasons why it's important, but like, why do you think that someone should go that, take that extra step? Like, why is it so important to work with a specialist? Well, I mean, I'll tie that into the medical community in general. I mean, realistically, if you need to go to an orthopedic, you're not going to go to your general practitioner, right? Like you're going to go to a specialist. You're going to find that specialist. Well, cancer is a special diagnosis, right? So I want to work with somebody who knows what they're talking about. They understand the different treatments. They understand the different, you know, muscles that have been involved in the different surgeries and things like that. And we as cancer exercise specialists have a slew of assessments that, that, you know, we need to put our client through in order to be able to put them in the right program to try to get them to a goal of, you know, range of motion being at such so they can start to incorporate weights. You know, there's also the, you know, we know as cancer exercise specialists, when you have those treatments, other ways that it's affected is like you have your neuropathy. Okay. Well, then you probably should, if you have neuropathy in your hands, like we're not going to go ahead and add in weights. If you have, you know, peripheral neuropathy in your feet, you're not going to go jumping on, you know, doing long jumps. You know what I mean? So it's very important that you can instill as a cancer patient, you can instill that trust into the person that you're training with because they have worked in that specialty, right? Kind of just like a doctor going from, oh, I'm going to be a general, you know, general practitioner, like, oh no, I'm really interested in plastic surgery. Okay. Or I'm really interested in pediatrics. Like you're really honing in on, it, on that niche. So I just want to, um, I want to have you expand on the assessment just a little bit more because I know exactly what you're talking about with the specialized tests and um, the need for an assessment. But I don't know that everybody who's listening really knows what we're talking about. So what you're talking about, what I'm hearing from you is that you have not just an assessment, but a very rigorous assessment in order to give you a very detailed plan that's going to be very specific to the individual. Could you expand a little bit more about your assessment, why it's so important and how it is so helpful when you 
have these kinds of limitations and when you're recovering from cancer? Sure. Um, so at the end of the day, we always have to have a baseline for something, right? In order to see growth. So if you want to grow, you have to have some sort of baseline so you can measure that success. The goal is to correct the muscle imbalances and range of motions limitations by determining the proper combinations of strength training exercises and stretching while taking the precautions to avoid the lymphedema, the pain and other, you know, mental and physical side effects. So we go with postural assessment, pain and muscle imbalance assessment, um, a postural analysis, the balance evaluation, like Thomas test, like overhead squats, corrective exercise, range of motion. Like there's so many different levels of testing and assessments just to kind of get a ballpark of where we're working with. And I'll kind of piggyback on what I said earlier. It's nice that if, you know, you can work with somebody as soon as you first get diagnosed. So you have a, an actual baseline before being diagnosed rather than having a baseline of coming out of surgery where clearly that baseline is not going to be as strong. That makes complete and total sense. Shannon, this has been so wonderful and educational. I know that pretty much everyone knows someone, loves someone that cancer has, you know, kind of interrupted their life. If there's somebody out there, and breast cancer is so huge, if there's somebody out there that wants to get in touch with you, I know you mentioned your website. Is that the only way to get in touch with you? Um, no, I actually have a Facebook group as well called Breast Cancer Health and Wellness, where I just try to you know, educate and empower and inspire other breast cancer patients and survivors to become the best version of themselves through you know, healthy living and exercises and support. So. Um, I have my Facebook group there. Um, they can follow or like my page, Shannon M. Burroughs, um, or Coach Shannon Burroughs, I'm sorry, is what it, it falls under on the Facebook URL. Um, and I'm on Instagram, um, Shannon M. Burroughs. So you can follow me either one of those. Um, if you happen to know anyone that gets diagnosed with breast cancer and you just kind of want to guide them for support and questions, by all means, like I'm happy to answer anything. I'm happy to help. Um, I just, I, I just want to change the world and I really want to empower and inspire other breast cancer patients and survivors as well. That's amazing, Shannon. Thank you so much for joining us today. I cannot wait to get this episode out there. I think that this is great information. And I do think that it's a little bit under, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not as well known as it should be. So I'm super happy that you came on to talk about, uh, talk about it with us today. So thank you so much for your time. I wish you all the best and I'm so glad that you've recovered and that you are now having, you know, using that experience to, to help change the world. That's just, so thank you for being you. Thank you for being here with me and thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you for allowing me to share my story and be able to educate, empower and inspire others. That, yes, awesome. Thank you so much, Shannon. One more thing before you go. As a fitness professional, I have a great love of exercise and a passion that there always be a space for people to get together and enjoy the types of exercise that they love. If you're interested in learning tips and strategies to help you build a fitness community of your own, please join us on Facebook. We have a free group called The Lifted Community where we talk about these ideas. Just search The Lifted Community on Facebook. I'm looking forward to seeing you there.